There's another one you don't want to hear. Frankly, the do I. Hello and welcome to episode 29 of the Power Chord Hour podcast. Hope you're doing well out there and thank you so much for checking out another one. As always, I'm your host, Anthony Merchant, here with you. And actually for a second time this week, um, I hope you enjoyed Monday's podcast with Joey Cobra. It was so, so rad to be able to do one in a studio. I mean, really, first time I did an interview in studio I mean, a couple. We're talking a couple years here, and uh, you know, it was it was refreshing to have someone in. I absolutely. I mean, I love doing phoners. Like some people don't like doing them, which I've never understood because it's still fun. And I mean, the thing is with them too is you have to think of like where you're located. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm in Jamestown, New York. Not a huge place. Bands aren't you know flocking here. And you know, once again, we're also in a pandemic. So, you know, right now it it almost doesn't even matter where you're at, I feel like, you know, because even if you are in, you know, I mean, you could be in New York City right now, but I don't know how well that does you because I don't know how many people are going to be, you know, coming in. But it was nice. I mean, me and uh, Joey were able to be socially distant. We had a couple mics and a desk in between us. And uh, that was just so much fun, you know. Any anytime I have a chance to do that, I'm sure we'll do it again with uh, a couple more local bands, kind of here down, you know, down the line. But I hope you did enjoy that, you know, local for me here in Jamestown. But uh, you know, want to want to kind of put a spotlight on those, you know. While I do have people on here from you know some big bands that you probably already know, you know, that might be why you're listening to this right now. Maybe you found us because I interviewed, you know, a member of one of your favorite bands, like a bigger one. But uh, I definitely want to spotlight, you know, including we got some really good local stuff here in an area where we don't have tons of punk rock. So, uh, you know, just want to just want to help how I can. So, yeah, if you haven't checked that out yet, go check that out. That was really fun talking to Joey Cobra. He was also in a really rad band called Awake. And right now he's kind of doing his own thing. But uh, it's kind of an independent project. But it is it's like great skate punk. Like if you like 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 we talked a lot about fat records too, like 90s fat rec bands. And uh, it's kind of funny because it's kind of a little bit of both. Like I would say like half of it was about his new EP, but really the other half was just about punk rock in general and, uh, you know, fat records and compilations and, uh, you know, all that, all the things that are very near and dear to my heart and uh, do come up a lot on this uh, show, I feel like. But kind of naturally, though, too, it, it's funny, like, like and next week you will hear it because, uh, you know, another thing near and dear to my heart is New Jersey pop punk. And I mean, I'm, I'm not from New Jersey. I'm a fan of it. I've, I've visited many a times. And uh, but I'm actually not near it either, though, though I did say I'm in uh, New York. I'm, I, I'm in western New York. So, you know, New Jersey's a good seven, eight hours away from me. But uh, actually a little you know what? I take that back. It's a little less because I was uh, I took the subway from Newark to uh, New York. A couple times and uh, that was like more like a seven hour drive I'd say like six six and a half maybe seven like somewhere in somewhere in that realm to uh, get to Newark from from uh, where I'm at but uh, yeah so like I'm not close to Jersey or anything like that but I visited it uh, quite a few times and uh, next week is is another uh, guest who uh, is doing Christian Leverance who uh, does this really rad uh, thing called Jersey Interchange right now where he's going back and covering all these songs from that scene with members of that scene. So they're all kind of like covering each other. Like one of my favorites and I'll, I'll play it next week and we'll get we'll get more into it uh next week. I mean, I've already done an interview with Christian. It went it went really well. I had a blast talking to him and we'll air that uh on Monday here. But uh anyway, 
like, you know, I was just like talking to him about it. And it's like, it's funny. I started thinking about it. And it's like only 30 episodes into the podcast. We've already had so many like New Jersey bands. And even like, even if they're not quote unquote Jersey bands, I've also just had like musicians who were born in Jersey or like got their start there. Like, it's so funny because in some ways, like I, I, I always wonder like if people think that's intentional or something. And it's truly not. I mean, it's really just... It's kind of just, you know, I, I try to find people from, uh, you know, like bands and stuff that I'm interested in or I like. And it, it just so happens that, you know, a lot of it really does come from there. You know, if uh, if nothing else, I hope it's taken as a compliment to that whole New Jersey scene and what it spawned, you know, because just naturally, like I'm not even looking to be, you know, if you want that, there's actually a great podcast called This Was the Scene that uh, Mike Doyle from uh, Lane Meyer, another great New Jersey pop punk band, um, he does that. And his main thing is talking all about, you know, New Jersey pop punk bands and, you know, talking to members of those bands and uh, kind of an overlap with Jersey Interchange because a lot of those guys that I think uh, Mike has probably interviewed is uh, doing the Jersey Interchange. Same with us, you know, with uh, interviewing them. But one of my favorite covers so far, um, there's a couple out there, but they're releasing them uh, every Monday. So it's really cool. You got to check it out. But uh, Heath Saraceno, who we've, who we've had on the show, who's in Midtown and Senses Fail, he uh, did a cover of Big Wig's Flavor Ice, and it's just amazing. I mean, it's my favorite one that Jersey Interchange has done so far. They're all really good, but uh, that one is just awesome. And I mean, I'll, I'll, like I said, I'll play that. I'll play that on the next episode for you, and uh, just kind of teasing you a little bit for next week's. But uh, yeah, you know, just one of those things. It's funny how like compilations, New Jersey pop punk. Like, there's just certain things that kind of pop up on this show. And, uh, you know, it, it's just so funny because it's really not intentional. You know, it, it, it was never my intention, like, I'm going to start this, you know, podcast to just interview New Jersey bands or something. It's like, nah, you know, it was never the intention. It just kind of happens. But, uh, you know, and, and actually not even just on the podcast because my very first guest back in uh, 2016 on the radio show with Steve Neurotic from Shower with Goats. And uh, they were a New Jersey pop punk band. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's so funny because, uh, like, really ingrained in there. Like, for him to be our first guest, you know, he, he like, we talked all about that. You know, my very first guest, we were talking about New Jersey pop punk and uh, compilations and all that. And, I mean, his, uh, I can't remember. No, you know what? I believe it was their first time. Les and Jake played their very first Jersey show in uh, Steve's parents' house. And, uh, I mean, they're a great story about there you can go listen to our very first interview i'm sure i'm a little rusty on there i mean my first my first real radio interview and uh, that is on our youtube page if you want to go find it at power chord hour on youtube but uh yeah you know if you're into that thing we get into i mean lesson jake punk in the 90s new jersey compilations um you know steve's man shower with goats all that stuff but uh yeah i just i love it and uh you know i mean speaking of the radio show too because it's insane i mean this is episode 29 and i can't believe we're already going to have episode 30 for you here on monday but uh even bigger than that the uh, radio show reached a huge milestone this uh week and uh i'm doing my 200th episode uh tomorrow if you're listening to this when it comes out on a thursday evening here um tomorrow july 31st 2020 will be the 200th episode of the Power Court Hour radio show. And, I mean, that that's just blowing my mind. And it's so funny because I remember two years ago doing the 100th episode and we had Jason Camacho on from uh, Audio Karate. And uh, I did that right before I went on a four-month cross-country trip that uh, I mentioned a few episodes back when I was talking to uh, Eben Wares of Yellowbird Mantra. If you heard that one, I think I mentioned, like, I was supposed to interview him, and then I went on a cross-country trip that uh, lasted, lasted about four months. So... Uh, 
that interview, you know, was postponed until about a few weeks ago. But a few days before I did leave for that trip, I uh, got to interview Jason for the first time. And uh, we just, funny enough, we just had him back on last month. But uh, yeah, I I still remember doing that 100th episode and then going on, you know, a a very long ass cross country trip that, uh, you know what, I spent a lot of it too. Because you tell people that and, and it probably sounds insane. And uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, that's a long time. But uh, one of the reasons I could do that was I basically slept for free the entire time. I I slept in my car almost everywhere or slept at uh, friends and family's houses. And uh, that is that is how you do it on the cheap. And you also go buy groceries and and shower. I always tell people this and it is not mine. I I credit this. I want to say the swellers, one of the dudes in the swellers. I think I heard this in an interview like maybe 10 years ago. And it's genius if you're a traveler. This is this is absolutely genius. If you don't already do this, I feel like if you travel enough, you probably already know this. But if you're looking for cheap showers while traveling, get yourself a Planet Fitness membership, ten bucks a month, or that or the black card. I guess is is kind of a inadvertently like an advertisement for Planet Fitness, but that's okay because because the service is well worth it. But anyways, you're traveling, you need showers. All Planet Fitnesses have showers, so you get yourself that membership for ten twenty bucks. Listen. The $20 one is the one that gets you in all of them, but I'm not I'm not going to say that I have the $10 one and 9 times out of 10 it works at all of them. I'm not telling you that, but uh you know, 10 bucks a month unlimited showers. So I mean, you sleep in your car, you got a place to go work out and shower all around the country. Literally like the only place for that 4 months that I couldn't find one was I want to say Montana. It was either Montana or Wyoming. Actually, I don't think I hit Wyoming that trip, so probably Montana was the only place that I had to go stop at a uh, at a rest stop, or not a rest stop, but like a TA, like a travel plaza, and uh, get a get a shower there. Now I will say, not not glamorous, not not the you know Planet Fitness showers are not the most glamorous places you could take a shower. Don't get me wrong. But, uh, you know, if you're if you just need a good shower while you're traveling, I mean, that's the cheap way to do it. That's Anthony's hot, hot uh, money saving tip is to sleep in your car and take showers at Planet Fitnesses. I mean, if you're in a band listening to this, that's the funny thing is if you're in a band and you're listening to this, you probably already do this shit. Whereas, you know, other people, some that that, some people get turned off by that where they don't want to travel that way. And I'm like, that's that's how you do it cheap and you do it a lot. Like, that's how I've been able to travel quite a bit in my 20s here is really being a cheap bastard in a lot of ways when you're traveling because quite frankly you can travel longer if you spend less money you know i mean crazy crazy concept but the less money you spend and the more you can stretch it out while traveling the longer your travels can be but uh yeah i I one of these days i'll do like a travel podcast something because i know it gets brought up on on here a decent amount but uh yeah so anyways for for a month cross-country trip after our 100th episode and it's crazy to think that in between that time, I've uh, I went cross country four months. When lived in Minneapolis for a year, back here in Jamestown now for I don't know like six seven months, and uh, you know which which I don't know. I was supposed to be here for a little while, and uh, COVID has kind of kept me put. I, I got to be honest. I uh, I don't know when I was gonna be out. I was kind of thinking of looking at other. You know, it was kind of in between moving from uh, Minneapolis to somewhere else, and I was gonna come home for a little while back to uh, Jamestown and uh, spend a couple months, save up some money and uh, whatnot and kind of come collect. I also had some stuff that I left here, so come get that. But uh, yeah, you know, now with COVID, it's like I was talking to someone the other day and it's like there's like a part of me where you look and it's like I can't believe it's already August. And there's that part of me where it's like I have a worry of like why am I not doing anything? Like I should be doing this or that. And then it's like then you remember and you're like 
yeah, the world's kind of like frozen right now. And, you know, like even moving, like I'm like, I don't even want to move right now. Like for one, I mean, good luck finding a job somewhere. You know, I mean, I, I, I realize that right away. And then it's like, you don't know what's going to change in the middle of it. You know, you don't know what's going to have you move somewhere where things are open. Then all of a sudden they're not, you know, and do you want to move where everything's open? You know, I mean, I did I did uh, go out of town for a couple weeks earlier in the month here and uh, went down, spent most of my time in Virginia and uh, did the Blue Ridge Parkway and uh, met up with a buddy who's in the Navy and a Norfolk. And we did the Outer Banks for uh, two days. And, uh, I mean, pretty, pretty socially distant though. I mean, we really didn't, we never, uh, you know, I mean, we just kind of went and hung out. The beaches weren't too bad. I mean, we never, there were a couple busy beaches, but we didn't really hit them. We, we just didn't really do that. We hit a couple dunes and stuff, but, uh, you know, I had a good time, stayed socially distant, but like even me traveling a little bit, like I, I, it, it's funny cause you'd go through the States and like some people, some States are taking it very seriously. And then there's others where like you walk into, you know, a Wawa shout out Wawa, and uh, del- delicious hoagies, <laughs> and uh, you know, you, you walk into that's kind of the test is a Wawa test because those uh, those southern states, you know, quite a few of them have them going down there, and uh, you know, some states you go in and everyone's wearing masks, and then others, I was like one of the few wearing masks, and it, it was very funny seeing it from state to state, but uh, you know, I like even traveling around, it's like that's about my extent. Like I did a lot of hiking and outdoorsy stuff. It's like I I still am not into the idea of crowded places or anything like that. Like I, it might've been, I think it was North Carolina. That's that's as far South as I hit was North Carolina. I think it was there where bars were open and I didn't go into any of them, but it's like, it was insane seeing some of them. And it's like, there's part of you that goes like, Oh yeah, it would kind of be, you know, Oh, it kind of feels normal. Like you can go in, like there's some normalcy there, but then the other part is being like, I don't even think I want to, you know, be in a place like that right now or, you know, any kind of place with, more than a handful of people like you know I, I feel like most people are that way but uh you know I mean kind of going on a tangent on that but it's just like that that's my whole thing with moving right now I'm just like it just doesn't make sense every state's different and states keep changing and stuff so I'm just like I'm staying put for you know who knows how long however however long it takes for this whole thing to be over but uh you know and I and I will say too I mean just getting Getting in my car and being able to do that, you know, even, well, I shouldn't even say even because I'm saying it like it's not, like that's my favorite thing to do is go hike and stuff. So being able to just spend, I literally spent like a week on the Blue Ridge Parkway just hiking and, uh, you know, being kind of in seclusion, just going and buying uh, going buying some tofurkey ham and uh, some wheat bread and mustard and just eating it. I kept thinking of Jack Kerouac. That's what he kept. That's what he eats in uh, on the road. He just keeps making those ham sandwiches and like making them during the whole, tr- you know, the whole journey. Like I think exactly the same thing. Like I don't even know if there's cheese on it, just like bologna and mustard on, on like white bread. I was basically eating the, uh, the vegetarian version of that. And, uh, you know, just, just doing it cheap and going out and kind of, you know, sleeping in the car and hiking and stuff. And, you know, it, it was nice because it was, you know, it kind of was a break of, you know, obviously being quarantined for so long and, uh, you know, kind of being to kind of being able to see something that wasn't New York slash Pennsylvania. Cause I'm right on that border. So, I mean, I, I've been to Pennsylvania a couple of times. So I'm literally like 15 minutes from it, but you know, it was nice to get out earlier in the month. It's also insane though. I mean, I can't believe, you know, this is our, I guess I haven't said it yet, but you've probably read the title. It is our July rundown since we're at the end of the month here. And uh, depending on where you're listening to, it might also be the beginning of August. So happy August to you if you're listening in the future. But, uh, you know, it, it just blows my mind. It's already been so long since I've, since I've been back. I mean, I've almost been back now a month 
And, uh, you know, that's just crazy. And even since then, I mean, I've been back. We've already had a couple guests and whatnot. And, uh, you know, the, the podcast's already back in swing. You know, we took, took a couple of weeks off to those throwback episodes, which I hope you enjoyed with uh, C.J. Ramon and uh, Mark McMillan of Hawthorne Heights and the Story Changes. Obviously, C.J. Ramon. I think you can probably guess what band he's from. If you don't know, <laughs> I, hope, I hope you can tell. But, uh, yeah, you know, I hope you enjoyed those. That's C.J. Ramon one, still my uh, all-time favorite interview. we got to get him back in sometime. And, uh, you know, he's a, he's a fun one on social media, too, if you uh, don't follow him. Because he's always, he's always like, he, he gives you basically a song of the day. I love it. Like, you can kind of check in with C.J. Like, he'll normally put something up, like, in the morning and then at night, too. And it's like... It's like, and not, and I, and when I say he's kind of inspirational, not in like a inspirational or motivational speaker way, but more of just he like will will throw you like a song with just a nice quip about something that kind of you know is positive or like makes you you know like kind of keep your head up or something. And it's like, I mean the man has great taste in music too, so he's always playing good stuff. But I mean he's a he's a great follow on uh, on anything. I mean, he's you know Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those. He uh, he's just a really good follow. We got to have him back on. I've enjoyed it too, you know, since uh, since being back home, doing uh, doing the last couple interviews here with uh, Evan Wares of Yellowbird Mantra and uh, Joey Cobra in studio. Uh, last week we did that. I was trying to remember when that was. It would have been last week. And uh, this upcoming one, it's not out yet, but uh, Christian Leverance coming up here on Monday, who uh, is the brainchild of Jersey Interchange. And, uh, you know, I, mean, I won't get into that much more, but, like, if you don't know what that is, for one, go go look it up right now. They put the music up on the New Jersey Pop Punk, the NJPP SoundCloud, which has a bunch of other great stuff on it, which you want to go check out. But uh, there's, like, nine of the songs right now. Like I said, they're all covers of uh, that, like, late 90s, early 2000s ska punk, pop punk scene of New Jersey and it's members of those bands covering other bands. And uh, it's just amazing. It's really, really cool. And I can't wait for you to hear that interview, too. That was a that was a fun one that was kind of like with Joey Cobra, where it was like half of it was talking about, you know, Jersey Interchange, because I want to get the word out on that. But the other half was just talking about music and talking about that scene, you know. Like, like you know, Christian has a really cool project that we want to talk about, but it was also just, you know, just kind of two, two uh, people just kind of, you know, bullshitting about their mutual love for something which uh, was really cool. And he educated me too. Cause I mean, all my information is secondhand. I mean, I was, I was, we were talking about it in the interview and like, we were doing the math and we're like, yeah, I'd probably be like seven years old when most of the stuff was going on that like we're talking about. So it's like, I wasn't there for it. And you know, like, so what's documented is from the people who were there and uh, which is another, you know, going back to this was the scene podcast to, uh, you know, not to, not to veer attention away from ours, but uh, when you're done listening to us, this was a scene is a great one that documents exactly that. Like what I love about it is was really something I kind of wanted to do with the power chord hour, to be honest, before Mike started doing that. He didn't like start in like 2018. But I mean, like I said, my first interview was 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 uh, with Steve Neurotic back in 2016. And we we're talking about a lot of the stuff that Mike talks about on his podcast. And, you know, I, I've more than once played like blocks of, you know, just obscure New Jersey bands on there. And uh, promoted like the New Jersey pop punk uh, SoundCloud. That's like a huge archive of all these bands. Because obviously, a lot of bands that you know you can't find or long, you know, have been out of print for twenty years and are never going to be back in print. You know, they were put out by like their friend's label. You know, like something like that. <clears throat> but just amazing. I mean, just we were getting into how special 
that scene was and the importance of it. And, you know, next, next, uh, next episode, we'll talk all about that. If you don't know much about it, or you just want to, you know, you just want to reminisce of the good old days. Maybe you already know how good that, that music is and how rad that scene was. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was awesome talking to him and, uh, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know who we'll have next. Honestly, I don't as, uh, as you're hearing this, so I do not. I have a guest for you, obviously, with him next week. But the following week, I don't have anyone. I gotta, I gotta hit some more people up. But uh, you know, as I always say too, if there's anyone you want to hear on, or at least let me, I should preface it. Who should I hit up? Not, not who do you want me to talk to? Like it's a guarantee. But I mean, who would you like me? You know, who'd you like me to talk to on here? You know, hit me up, powercordhour at gmail dot com. And uh, let me know because, you know, I obviously, you know, want to want to have people on here who if you're listening to this, we probably, you know, you're probably like minded like me. You know, we're, we're very like minded with like the music and stuff that we like. I'm sure we share a lot of similarities with a uh, music taste and whatnot. So, I mean, you know, if you're like, yeah, there's this rad band or this this rad musician or something, it would be right up your alley. You know what you do on here. Hit me up and, you know, I'll try to I'll try to get them on. And, uh, you know, hopefully makes it make it work. You know, I always get stoked when I have guests on and then, you know, like I post on like social media and then hearing from people who are like, oh, man, like I love that band or like, you know, even with Joey Cobra, it was a uh, pre-interview. But it's uh, it's funny because like long before he was on and, and I really like Joey, it's funny because I've talked to him online. He's one of those guys like I've I've talked to him online and kind of gotten to know him through the radio show. I mean, you know, he lives in Jamestown. And, uh, but that was really the first time us meeting in person, but it's funny because we already kind of, that's a weird thing with like social media and stuff. Like he'd been listening to the, like the radio show too, not just the podcast. Like he's been listening when we're just a radio show, you know, like year, you know, like I said, we've been doing the radio show since 2016 and this show's new to this year. So he's been listening to a few years now. So it's like, he already like knows bands that I've like interviewed and music that I play on here and stuff. But uh, when I've had Jason on from Audio Karate, he uh, he was always like, oh, hell yeah. Like he he was like, oh, yeah, I saw them back in the day and stuff. And uh, we we're sitting here before the interview um, in studio just talking about how good Audio Karate is and how good Jason's guitar playing was or is, I should say, really. And uh, just how funny it was how like Jason was kind of downplaying his guitar playing in our interview uh, you know, as people do, I mean, people, people are modest. I mean, I get it. You don't want to just come out and go like, I'm an amazing fucking guitar player, but, uh, he, he doesn't give himself any credit. And he's this amazing guitar player who just plays like no one else. And, you know, me and me and Joey were just talking about that. And he was like telling me this crazy story about seeing them in, at uh, extreme wheels and art doing, uh, vocal warmups, just screaming his lungs out in the bathroom. And Joey, like, what the hell? Like, he didn't know at first, like, what was going on. Just some guy, like, screaming. It. Like, if you've heard Art screams, like, they're amazing. There's just some dude doing this, like, what the hell? And, uh, you know, that, that that was absolutely fun. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we have a whole month here of pods, if you haven't heard them yet, of, uh, you know, with, with Yellowbird Mantra and Joey Cobra and those, those throwback episodes. And uh, very soon the Jersey Interchange one. But, uh, you know, yeah, it's it's been fun and, uh, you know, just just kind of been interviewing people. God, I, I will say I've uh, I've been I've been lightening the load with my vinyl collection lately. I've been uh, trying to save up for a new computer. And, uh, you know, I, I got to say, like I right now, like I, I mean, I'm trying not to really spend much money as I like. I thought most people were doing that. But I got to say, like. I've put some records up on eBay that I cannot believe what I've gotten for them. Like, I just got to be honest. I'm not, I'm not a record flipper. I've never been that guy who uh, buys them for the sake of reselling them. But I really do have, I do have a, a, not to toot my own horn, but I just have a collection of rare shit. Because I was buying it all, 
you know, like like to me the the beauty, like the best time, my favorite time collecting vinyl, and I you know I still buy it, but I don't buy it like I did. My like vinyl buying years were like 2010 to 2016. And like during that time, like the early, like I would say like 2010 to like 2014. And even before that, because I was buying records before that, but really started in like 2010. But I'd say around like going back a year or two to like 08, I think hot, it was around the time Hot Topic started really selling vinyl and no one was buying it. So like this shit would go in the clearance racks. No one would buy it there, and then it would get knocked down like another 50%. And I could go in there and buy records for like $4. Like I'm not even – when I'm saying that, like I'm not even joking. Like I remember a time – it's been almost a decade that you've been – since you've been able to do it. But you used to be able to go into Hot Topics like anywhere and just buy records for like $5. Like that's not insane to have walked out there for like $30 left with like seven records. Like that was not a crazy thing at all. And then they'd have like deals too, like buy two, get one free and stuff. And then vinyl started getting bigger, I'd say around like 2014. And uh, they stopped They stopped that. Uh, I think Hot Topic figured that out how much, because they had to be losing money. Like I'm not, like they could not have been making like, it, like even if vinyl, like I'm sure it didn't cost them that much. They're buying wholesale and stuff. But even at that, like what is the profit off $5? You know what I mean? Like if I'm buying it for five bucks, like really what are they making off of it? And, uh, you know, I've just bought a bunch over the years and uh, one thing, too, I did leave my record collection behind when I lived in uh, Minneapolis for a year. I mean, I bought records while I was out there, but I just I had no room in my car when I uh, moved out there. So I was out I was without my record collection for a year. And I just I think I don't want to say that I lost my attachment to it because I still do. And don't get me wrong. Like I went through and there's a bunch of records I will not sell. But there are ones where now I can kind of go through and go like, all right, be honest, man. Like you haven't listened to this in, in, you know, like three or four years or, you know, like I even have a couple where I bought them. And to be honest, just never even opened them. Like would just sometimes do get a good price. Because that's the other thing, too. I would sometimes get doubles because they were so cheap. I'd just be like because I used to collect, too. So it's like, I mean, if it's a couple variants, it's like, hell, yeah, I'll buy, you know, I'll buy two or three of the same record for five, six bucks, you know, different colors. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've sold some lately. And I've just been surprised like it like people are buying records. I, I got to I got to say like, you know, and I guess not really a bad thing for me because, uh, like I said, I'm trying to save up for a new computer basically to do the pod and uh, different like photography stuff. And, you know, j- just various different things that my uh, my 2012 MacBook can no longer. It's it's done me. It served me well. But, uh, yeah, I need something better now, I think. And, uh, you know, it, it's time for that. But, yeah, I cannot believe what records are going for even right now. And, uh, yeah, it, it's just insane. I don't even know where I'm going with that. And, you know, I uh, like I said, I'm not a flipper because when I hear people talk about selling records for a lot, I get weary. Like when other people – it's okay for me to sit here and talk about it. When other people do it, though, I get a little weary. I go, like, motherfucker, are you a flipper? And, I like, that's not cool to me. Like you, you should not buy them with intentions of that. Now, if – You've been collecting for, you know, I've been collecting now for like 10, 11 years, and I have just an ass ton of uh, records and, you know, a lot of them that I just don't really listen to anymore. And, you know, to be completely honest, someone's going to pay me 80, 90 bucks for a record that I paid $8 for in 2011. Well, I, you know, that, that that's where to me, my sentimental value, I, I, I do, I do put a price on something and I, I can kind of be like, well, okay, I, I need the, I need the computer more than I need vinyl. And, uh, I mean, that, that's just grown up, honestly. I'm, I'm just telling you, I'm sitting here letting you know how mature this podcast host really is. But, uh, yeah, you know, so, so that's what I've been up to in the month of July. 
you know, not a not a terrible month because it was kind of eventful for me, which, you know, I'm extremely fortunate for. Everyone has varying degrees in this quarantine. You know, I mean, I, I've been stuck in the house for, you know, days on end for sure. I know there's people who have been stuck in even more than that. You know, there's been people stuck in for months at a time. You know, thankfully, I don't think I ever had that. I did get out for a walk here or there or something, you know, I'd a, or even a ride. But, uh, you know, to, to be able to do I, I, the podcast and radio show to keep my sanity because it's something it I, I can kind of do as much as I want with it. You know, I mean, there's something you can always be doing with. It. I feel like I'm back in college because back in college when I wasn't doing shit and I was just having fun, you would kind of and I talked to other friends. Everyone kind of seems this way that I talk to. But you can always be doing something like there's probably homework you could get ahead on. There's probably, you know, like if you know that you have to read a chapter every week in a, in a, in a textbook, you know that, you know, if you're not doing shit, you could read that next chapter and stuff. And it's that kind of anxiety where it's like you almost never want to rest because there's always something you'd be doing. And it's kind of the same thing with the radio show and podcast. Like I'd be doing something on social media. I could be trying booking guests. I mean, I could, there's times where I just get in the mood to like make playlists and I will go on like this huge binge where like I make, I make like three or four playlists for like the next three or four radio shows just cause I'm like, I'm just in the mood. I'm like, all right, what am I playing? Like, what have I, what have I been listening to lately? And, uh, you know, I just, I get on those, I get on those little, uh, kicks. So, uh, you know, it, it is so nice. It's so nice to have. It's, uh, it's always been, it was the same thing. I mean, the rate I had the radio show after graduating college and just in that middle, like, looking for a job like I'm out of college and I'm still looking for work and you know I wasn't finding it for a little while and it was like that was the nice thing every week it's like still got to do the radio show you know like it's something to look forward to something to work on and uh you know I'm I'm so happy I've made it to 200 episodes I mean sincerely um you know I do want to thank anyone who's listened to the radio show um you know it, it's a huge part of this I mean there wouldn't be a podcast without the radio show and that's that's just the truth I've I've been doing the show for so long and uh, kind of helped me with my feet too you know if uh which, which I don't know. Hopefully I don't suck too bad on here. And I would credit that if you don't think I suck on here too bad, um, I would credit that to doing the radio show for so long, you know, giving, giving me time to kind of, uh, work on things and whatnot. And, you know, it's, uh, it's so crazy to be 200 episodes in. I was informed. I believe I'm the third longest running show on WRFA, um, behind third street garage, which is, which is a great garage rock uh, show, which is on Friday nights. We used to, we used to air, um, I mean, we also air Friday nights. We used to be on at eight o'clock at night. Now we're on at ten. But but Third Street Garage, I believe there's still seven p.m. on Friday, so we'd be right after them. And uh, always good music. It was kind of a nice one-two punch because he would play. We would have overlapping things where you would hear like Lucero or the Replacements or like Uncle Tupelo or like uh, even like Archers of Loaf or something like bands that you would kind of hear on both of our shows and then you know there's, there's kind of that overlap though because then he'd also then he'd go more of the other side where he might play like the rolling stones you might not hear the stones on my show but then i'll go play you know something else where it's like well if you mutually like you know if you like both our shows and maybe you lean more towards this rock and roll but listen like i got this and you know i, I feel like i feel like that's how you broaden people's horizons and you go like i play something more punk or something and it's like you know not too left field but something where you might turn on you know, the listener of Third Street Garage or vice versa. Someone's waiting for the power cord hour to come on and they listen to that and hear some garage bands who I may not play. But uh, yeah, behind that in the Swedish Hour, which uh, is a show that I produced for a few years, actually, back in high school when I when I had an internship at WRFA. 
and uh, was was fun to do. And uh, I love that it's still going on. It that has to be the longest running one. I don't know how long Yed's been doing it, but she's awesome, and uh, she's been doing that. Like I said, I don't even know. I mean that that could very well be twenty years, and it may be even more. I think I actually think it started even pre WRFA. To be honest, I think it was on something on another station. And then whatever station was before WRFA and then became WRFA, um, the Swedish Hour was on. But I always got a kick out of that, too, because producing that, we do have, even to this day, a a dedicated fan base in Sweden for the Swedish Hour. So it was always cool to be like, I knew the thing that I was working on was being heard internationally. I always got a huge kick out of that. But uh, I I love to be in the ranks of the third longest running show on WRFA. Very rad. And like I said, you know, I always try to say that, too. I know you're you're probably listening from places that aren't Jamestown, but a really rad station that just plays a little bit of everything. Like, including if you like what I'm playing on here, you could turn that on and there might be a replacement song. They might be playing the Buzzcocks. They might be playing the Menzingers. You might hear Bad Brains. Like, you know, and then everyone has like different stuff, too. You could also... You might hear a block of like old school hip hop. You might hear freeform jazz. You might hear bluegrass, like, like any like anything under the sun. An hour of Grateful Dead bootlegs. Please don't hold that against us, though. I mean, you know, there we have we have some flaws, but but overall, great great station. I love WRFA. Can't thank them enough for letting me do it. One hundred seven point nine WRFA in Jamestown, New York. Now four year four years strong for me doing doing the uh, radio show. Maybe I have to play some uh, four years strong now because of that but uh yeah you know and shameless plug too listen to that listen to that station listen to me every friday night at 10 eastern on uh com. if you go there there's a streaming button and you can stream the station there so uh, you can listen in real time and uh, maybe you're listening to this like on friday you know it comes out thursday evening maybe you're listening to this friday dude listen tonight dude dudette whoever's listening to this right now listen to that later if you will and uh you know playing some punk rock and whatnot for our 200th episode but uh yeah you know thank you thank you for supporting the podcast thank you for supporting the radio show i mean if you've listened to anything where you hear my voice thank you for supporting it and uh very cool too our listener grace made us some more power chord hour t-shirts i i do have some guitar picks and stickers i got made those things have been going like crazy which i love and uh, if you've not gotten some yet hit me up powercordhourgmail.com and uh, I have these T-shirts right now. I, uh, I mentioned them before, and uh, I'm not going to sell them. But what I am going to do, they are free. But uh, all all you got to do is uh, leave us a review on uh, iTunes. And I don't know. I always say wherever you listen to your podcast. I guess basically anywhere you can rate your podcast. Wherever you're listening to this, if you can rate it, rate us. Send me a screen cap at uh, powercordhour@gmail.com, and I'll send you one absolutely free. I'll send you a shirt. I'll uh, I'll probably throw some stickers and pics in there too. And uh, shirts, shirts look really, really sick. I can't thank her enough. Second time she's got shirts made for the show, and uh, just absolutely awesome. I mean, honestly, the first person to uh, support the show as well. I mean, I literally remember her being the first person to email the show one night when uh, I asked a question. I don't remember the exact question, but something about Green Day, kind of about why Green Day was like the the band on lookout to get big, but why didn't you know why the other ones never got as big? Which is is always an interesting question, I think, because not not the Green Day didn't deserve it. I'm not saying that at all; they absolutely deserved it. But I'm just surprised that like you know the Queers or the Mr. T Experience or you know even even Screeching Weasel for that matter, you know, just bands of that era and of Lookout that uh, just never got as big as them, where I'm like, it just surprises me, you know. It uh, absolutely surprises me. But, uh, yeah, you know, so I've just been having fun doing it, been having a fun month doing the radio show, about to get into the end podcast, get into the next one. 
into the uh, next month here. But yeah, shout out to Grace. And if you'd like one of those shirts, leave us a review on uh, iTunes or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. And uh, if you don't, please subscribe. But yeah, send me a, a screenshot and I will send you some free shit. They are awesome looking shirts. They have the uh, the Power Code Hour logo on them and uh, looks really, really cool. I'm stoked to get them out there. And uh, we got new shirts and we also have new music. And since it is July rundown right now, I have a list of uh, releases that came out this month that you should definitely go check out. And I'll play you a couple songs off this list afterwards. The Real Mackenzies just put out Beer and Loathing on Fat Records. Got to go check them out. Speaking of Fat Records, No Effects and Frank Turner just put out West Coast versus Wessex Split. And uh, that is each other. Frank Turner covering No Effects and No Effects uh, covering Frank Turner. That's kind of a no-brainer, I think, if you're a Fat Records fan and uh, you hear that. That's something you got to go check out, honestly. And uh, the Jayhawks are back with one, a uh, absolutely classic band with uh, XOXO. Our buddy Joe Normal, uh, not well, probably future guest of the show. I'm sure we'll have him on again, but past past guest of the show and friend of the show just put out a, a Buddy Holly cover of Thank You Girl. Really, really rad. You should go check that out. The Lawrence Arms just put out Skeleton Coast. I like that record. I still I got to listen to it more. Metropole, their, their one before it, is still up there in like my second or third favorite Lawrence Arms record. But uh, this Skeleton Coast is pretty damn good. I'm enjoying it. And uh, I was just talking to Joey Cobra last week about it. He absolutely loves it, too. And uh, everyone else who I've talked to who's uh, heard it really, really loves it. So, I mean, if you're a Lawrence Arms fan, they don't disappoint. It sounds like a like just a, a great Lawrence Arms record, you know. And uh, it's awesome that they're this far in their career and uh, still putting out this great music. And this is an oldie but a goodie that just got a deluxe uh, edition that put out, which I'd never heard of the band before. But are really good. They're called Blue Channel, and the record is Looking at Life Through Dirty Glasses. And they just put out a deluxe edition. If you've heard of that record, I guess it came out in, like, I want to say 2000. I think it's the 20th anniversary. But, uh, like, 1999 or 2000. And uh, just kind of kind of a band of that era. The record sounds really good, and I thought it was well worth putting on here because it's probably a band you missed as well. And uh, kind of in the vein, I would, I would say, of, like, a braid or the Get Up Kids or the Promise Ring, like, Kind of, uh, I mean, I think it kind of gives you an idea of what you can kind of, uh, you know, expect in there. But go check that out. The deluxe edition has uh, some extra songs that was not on the original. The Psychedelic Furs have a new one, Made of Rain. Yellowbird Mantra, our uh, guest of the month, uh, Eben there. It was great talking to him. New England Summer EP that is out now. Definitely go check that out. Scott Sellers, his Influence album is out, and uh, that is all covers of his favorite 90s punk bands. He does some really good stuff on there. He's a guy I actually uh, hit up. I've not heard back um, from him yet. But I did hit him up to come on the show. So I don't know. Maybe we'll uh, have Scott on sometime soon. He's been putting out some great original stuff. And those those covers as well are just amazing. He's been putting out some really cool music. Pup just put out a live record live at the Electric Ballroom. Stress Dolls just put out their uh, full length. And I believe their first full length actually. Um, They've basically I think been a singles band up until now. But yeah, it is called Pain is a Season, and uh, we'll play something off that later for you. They're uh, friends of the show from up in the road in uh, Buffalo. 
and Jersey Interchange. Like I said, they got new songs coming out every Monday. You can hear the first nine or ten songs that are out now on the NJPP SoundCloud. That is New Jersey Pop Punk. And, uh, you know, like I also mentioned, outside of that, all the classics on there. Go there, find a bunch of obscure bands you've never heard of before who probably have members of bands that you do know. That's the thing is you'll go on there and go, I've never heard of this band. And then all of a sudden you look and go, oh, Gabe Support is in it or Chris Connolly's in it from Saves the Day. Like, you know, different things like that. So go check that out. New songs every Monday. Japan Droids just put out another lots of live records lately from uh, bands. They just put out one, Massey Fucking Hall. And uh, if you can't guess... They're playing Massey fucking Hall in that one. And uh, the Slackers, which we'll play this later, put out a single for their upcoming record. It is called Sleep Outside. We'll play a little ska for you here. Bob Nana put out Celebration States. Gang of Four is back with Antihero. Broadway Calls just put out Sad in the City. We played the first single on the uh, June rundown, I believe, for that. So go check out that whole record is out now. And uh, last but not least, one of my favorites of the month, and we're going to kick off this block of music with something off of it, but the Lees of Memory just put out Moonshot, and uh, that is that is half of uh, Super Drag, guitarist and singer. You got John Davis and Brandon Fisher of uh, Super Drag in there, and I love this. I love this record. It sounds, if you heard Unnecessary Evil, which is probably, not even probably, it's the best thing John Davis has wrote since uh, Head Trip in Every Key. And uh, Unnecessary Evil still might be the uh, the best thing that Lee's Memory put out. But uh, this Moonshot would be the second best. I liked their last album. It was a double It was a double album. And I think it was kind of like a loose concept record. It came out in, uh, I believe, either 2000. Yeah, 2018, I think, came out. But it was more, it was more Beatles-esque, you know. And, I mean, there's always that influence in there. But uh, as far as, you know, I think there's also, though, other power pop influences in uh, in the music. But I think that one was more on that psychedelic and Beatles side where this is more towards that, like, you know, also like teenage fan club and some of the you know, like rocking songs from like Big Star and, uh, you know, just different influences like that. I think this is more of a kind of more straight rock record like Unnecessary Evil was. And uh, I absolutely love it. I mean, John Davis is a musical genius. And this song, to me, it's the second song off the record. First one we're going to play for you on the uh, July rundown. This could have been a, a super drag song, in my opinion. I could hear this on Regretfully Yours. Let me know if you think so. I hope you enjoy it. Right now, here is Lees of Memory with Crocodile Tears right here on the Power Chord Hour podcast. <laughs>
Facing my reflection, I'm reminded who I am
We are picking it up right here on the Power Court Hour podcast with a little ska for you. That was the Slackers with Sleep Outside. That is the first single off their upcoming record coming out here in August, so go check that out. Before that was our buddies in Stress Dolls with Mall Walker. That comes off their brand new album, Pain is a Season. Go check that out. Great uh, great band from up the road in Buffalo. Deserves your support and uh, lots of great stuff on there. Chelsea's a really good songwriter. And opening up that block of music, I mean, one of my favorites, John Davis. Just, I mean, one of the, one of the power pop gods. I put him right up there with Alex Chilton. That was Crocodile Tears from the Leaves of Memory off their new record, Moonshot. You got to go check that out. If you if you were a Super Drag fan and you have not heard the Leaves of Memory, you have to go do it. I wouldn't say they're a carbon copy of Super Drag. And I don't think John Davis would want you to, to uh, say that. And I don't think he wants that. But... Since you do have half of Super Drag in there, it's going to sound, you know what I mean? Like, it's still going to sound like it. And, I mean, man, is it so good. They're just they're just a good rock band, basically. But uh, go check them out. I was happy about that. And, actually, I knew that album was getting released but forgot it was getting released. And uh, remembered, like, a week afterwards. And it was actually when I was, uh, when I was traveling, I believe, on the Blue Ridge, maybe, like, on my way to the Blue Ridge Parkway, and uh, it was it was a very nice surprise to uh, get that and and listen to it. That was a that was a good good record. I, I I can't say good enough things about it. But I'm a huge I'm a huge John Davis Super Drag fan, um, including I mean the first two records in particular. I mean regretfully yours and Head Trip in Every Key. I mean some of the best power pop records and just some of the best records in general. And uh, can't say good enough stuff. I mean, once again, we're kind of in quarantine. So, I mean, if these are bands, if you don't know who the hell I'm talking about, go change that and uh, go listen to Super Drag. You will not regret it. You're in quarantine. You should not be out doing anything. You should be inside discovering good music. And uh, that that is what that is my job here is to is to keep you indoors and uh, with your headphones on. So go listen to some good music. And, uh, you know, before I let you go for this uh, July rundown, I do want to give you a little music news and uh, just a couple little light things here. I'm I'm by no means the Larry King of a uh, punk of uh, punk news, but uh, you know just a uh, just a couple little things happening this month. This one's kind of cool and very on brand for these uh, for these guys. They're all huge. Some of the biggest coffee drinkers I think I've ever met. Like like just ungodly amounts of coffee. But uh, my buddies in Hawthorne Heights they have released a new coffee called Burkhart and uh, the line of coffee. Is is really I, I I'm a fan of this. The uh, the taste is described on their website as strawberry taffy and summer of 2004, which is just I, I mean that's genius. That is that is honestly genius. If you want if you want the taste, I mean who doesn't love both those things? Strawberry taffy and the summer of 04. I'm uh, I'm already on board, and uh, it's kind of cool. The name, the Burkhart or Burkhart, I should say, comes from the street name that the local Knights of Columbus that they uh, used to play in Dayton was on. So it's kind of a uh, you know a uh, tribute or whatnot to their uh, early days. Thus, the the summer of 2004, and naming it after the uh, street that they're at that the Dayton Knights of Columbus was on. And uh, I think it's really cool. I've heard. Uh, I almost want to say they put shows on there too. I've talked to JT after shows about that, and I know the the old KOCs come up, which was before my time. But I've heard more than you know, not just them, but you know, when shows used to go on at those places, and uh, I always get a kick out of hearing about it. But I, I think he told me of some pretty neat ones that they had there, like way back in the day, even even like pre Hawthorne Heights when they were called a day in the life, 
and we're kind of more of a pop punk band and uh you know just just really cool i i think that's really cool that they're uh which is two big things for them i mean i know all those dudes love coffee and uh also you know i mean to kind of kind of celebrate their roots i think is really cool and uh i mean that, that's the other thing too is the coffee's probably not shitty because those guys like those guys like coffee you know it, it's it's not like I, I do see people now like i feel like a lot of bands either you either have two you have one of two things or you might have both if you don't have a craft beer you're making you're making coffee beans and uh you know but, but what i'm getting at is they're kind of throwing their names on it like a lot of bands do that but i don't feel it like hawthorne heights is not that band like i can tell you firsthand those guys love coffee so they're like no one came to them with like an idea you know like hey we have this coffee and it would sell more if we put like a band name on it do you guys want to do it like i know it's not that like those guys probably actually like set out and made some really good shit so i just think that's neat you know if you're a, if you're a coffee connoisseur and a music fan Go uh, go check out, and you like the taste of the summer of 2004. If that sounds delectable to you, then uh, go grab that at uh, HawthorneHeightsStore.com. Very cool. I might even grab it. I'm I'm a I'm, you know I I don't even know that I'm a coffee fan. I I basically get iced coffee from like Dunkin' Donuts and Tim Hortons. And uh, when I lived when I lived in Minnesota, shout out to Caribou, which uh, I do miss. Though I do not miss those prices. God damn, that's expensive coffee, but deli- <laughs> but delicious. And uh, but yeah, I'm I'm not a huge coffee dude. There's like three places, and I think I just like sugary drinks too. But uh, I might go check this out. The strawberry taffy also sounds pretty good, and uh, they've done some cool ones. I don't know if they have any more plans, but uh, as you've probably seen lately uh, during the summertime, some bands have been doing drive-in shows, and I, I know Hawthorne did a couple of those in Ohio. I think two of them, and I think they pretty they went they went pretty well. I believe I have not I've not seen video. I'll have to go check that out, but I just know on social media they've uh, said that they both they both went pretty well, and uh, I, I think that's awesome. I would there's no really there's no drive-ins really close to me, so uh, there's not there's not really that chance. But I think if you're in in, in an area where uh, drive-ins are right now, I mean I know they're they're not the first man to do that, so I mean you might get some chances. You may actually get some. Uh, you know, I mean, we still have the second half of summer here. You might be lucky and uh, get a couple shows. Who knows? That, that that'd be about what I would wanna what I would wanna go. I'd probably go to a drive-in show. I don't know how I would feel about a club show right now. And that that brings us into our second piece of news, which I thought was very interesting. Apparently, music venues in uh, Europe are set to reopen uh, in August. So, I mean, as you're listening to this, they might be open, and uh, the audiences will be socially distanced. And uh, the UK government is going to open performances in theaters and other venues starting August 1st. And then business events and conferences are going to be opening up October 1st. And I got I know we do have some listeners in uh, in Europe there. And I would, you know, if you if you know more about this, you know, I mean, I, I, I read a little into it, but I, I don't know everything. I would like to know more about, you know, like like if you've been to one or, you know, if you know more information about it, you know, email me. I'd, I'd like to hear about like you know, like what the caps are, what the rules are going to be, um, you know, if there's a lot of shows booked already. Because, you know, that's the other thing, though, too, is like they may open it. But my other thing is, will people go to it, you know? And it's kind of a mixed bag because obviously you see some places where they're, you know, like like more more in the in more in the states, though, you know, not not Europe, but more in the states. You'll see like, you know, the news of like you'll see beaches in Florida. They're like, you know, packed. And, uh, you know, you'll see things like that. But then there's other places you go where no one's out. Like even if things are open, it's like, you know, people are people are, you know, staying quarantined. So it really depends where you're at. I would be interested to know in Europe if it will be a thing, 
you know, if uh, if they're going to get a lot of people or if people are going to be weary about it. Like, to be honest, I would still be weary. Like, that's why it, it kind of it kind of goes into what I was talking about with the drive in shows. Like, I think I would be I would be cool going not even think I would be fine with going to a drive in. That would be totally cool with me. I would I would feel fine doing that. Going to a show in a venue is kind of a different story. I don't know that I would want to do that right now. And I feel like a lot of people wouldn't. But that's another one, too. Not even not even Europe. But, I mean, no, no matter where you're listening from, you know, I would like to hear that, too. Like, would you feel comfortable going to a show right now if you could inside a venue? You know, I mean, and and even in the hypothetical, I mean, sure, socially distanced. Say, say you're not going to be, you know, it's not going to be one of those shows where you're on top of each other and you have 50 different people sweat on you. You know, it, it will probably be a little different than that. But, I mean, even with that said, would you be down to go do it? Like, yeah, I mean, there's part of me where it's like, man, I would just kill to go see a show. But it's like there's, you know, another part of me, it's like I don't know that I want to be in a crowded place like that, you know, which because uh, it's the other thing, too, is like how socially distant is it? You know, what I mean, are, are we talking if the place is normally 800 cap is socially distant 400 cap or, you know, I mean, it, or do they fudge the numbers and socially distant goes from like 800 to like 700? You know what I mean? Like something small where it's this real like this real kind of iffy like is is this being socially distant like i'm not sure you know like so i don't know it's a it's a weird one it's like part of me there's a part of me that's like you know i mean i guess it's it's a it's a direction back to normalcy but you know once again it also also to a point because you know if if uh it becomes a thing where outbreaks and shit come back you know then then it's kind of counter counterproductive but it's like there's a part of where it's like i hear that i'm like I kind of like that they have shows again, but like once again, I don't think I would go to it. So it's a we- it's a weird thing, you know. I'm not I'm not angry about it. I think some people may not like that, like may be like angry about it. And like my my kind of thing on it is, you're not gonna see me there. I'm not I'm not gonna probably be in that indoor venue right now. But I don't I don't know that I would you know like damn the people who did go to it or you know were opening it, you know, including the venues because. It is just so sad. You're seeing you're seeing all these things, and you know I, I wish I wish I got able to prepped it beforehand and, and had some links for you. But I know there's uh, stuff right now to sign up for, like you know to help save state. I actually I think one is called Save Our Stages, but uh, you know just those those organizations right now because venues all around are closing. You know the the small, including the smaller ones, and uh, so I mean there's that part too where I go. You know I I don't know if a venue has to open, and that's the way that you know being socially distant shows and that's you know how they're gonna keep the lights on it's like you know once again i may not be there but i totally understand you know that may be the only way for you know preserve basically preserving the place which uh you know is messed up and it's sad but you know i I would assume that's kind of the thought right now is you know we're kind of opening up if you know as soon as we can whether we want to or not you know if, if you're in the uk and you own a venue and they're like, yeah, go on open. It's like, yeah, I, I really can't blame them. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know that I would be there. And uh, some some good stuff if you're an MXPX fan. MXPX have released an official lyric video for the band's latest song, Fever Dream. And uh, it was recently released as a surprise single. And uh, they have no plans right now of putting out a full length. There's been no talk about it. But this is the second single that they have released this year. And uh, as far as full lengths go, their latest was 2018 self-titled. And uh, they did put out a deluxe reissue of that, I believe, late last year, early this year. And uh, they've done a couple little projects. But, yeah, no no talk of full length. But, you know, you never know because with this second uh, with this second um, single out, on top of that, doing covers too. They've done a couple covers. 
and uh, different things. You know, they've been pretty busy. I wouldn't be surprised if, if you know, by the end of the year we didn't get another MXPX record, which would be nice because um, in between the self-titled record, Plans Within Plans came out in 2012. So there was, you know, right, right there is a six-year gap in there. And then the record before that, I believe it was Secret Weapon, if I, uh, if I have the catalog in my mind right. And I think that was like 2007, 2008. So you're talking about like a four-year gap there. So, you know, it would kind of be nice if we got MXPX records more consistently because they're still so good too. Like like Mike Mike and Tom and Yuri are, uh, you know, can still really write a great pop punk song. They really can. So, you know, I, I, I would love if they had, you know, a new record in them every two years. With most bands I do, but they're ones who – they're a band who I actually think could put out a good a good record like every two years. There's certain bands who like I don't fault them. Like there's and you you'll hear it on this show. I've interviewed people where like I don't really want to release records every every other year. Like that's not my thing. Like I release it when I have something good. And I like that because it's kind of knowing yourself. Like there are bands who can consistently put out good records. I mean, the replacements put out so and Husker do. Both of we'll we'll use both of those. Um, examples. I mean, the Twin Cities finest of, uh, you know, you got St. Paul over there with Husker Du, got, you know, over in Minneapolis, the Mats. And you look at the output that both of those bands had in, you know, I mean, you know, they're around a decent amount of time, but I mean, about a decade, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're around for about a decade, yet had big discographies. I mean, Husker Du put out two records in one year. Uh, replacements there for a while were putting out about an album a year out. And, uh, you know, and, and they were always good is what I'm getting at is Husker and replacements could do records like that. And, you know, Bob Mould and Grant Hart and Paul Westerberg could all write songs consistently like that. And we're good. Not everyone can. And it's no fault in artists. There's great. There are great songwriters who look at they just they they'll get writer's block or they just write, you know, they'll they'll write in spurts. They're not writing all the time. And if they are, it's not all great, you know, which none are. That's the other thing is people forget that, too. It's like what we hear tends to be artists' best work. Your favorite artist has tons of shitty songs they started writing that, like, they stopped themselves from ever recording. Or maybe they did record and, you know, stopped it from ever seeing the light of day. And, uh, you know, I mean, there's definitely bands like that. So it's like, you know, there, there's some artists where it's like, you know what, it's totally cool. Like, they're releasing stuff every six years or, like, you know, just sporadically like that. And I'm just like, that's probably for the better, including if it's good. Because that's the other thing. I go like, you know what? Like the last, like the latest Suicide Machines record, one of my favorite albums of the year. And they're a band who hadn't released anything in like 10 years. And quite frankly, by the sounds of it, talking to Jason on here, if they were putting out records every two years, we would probably have right now like three or four mediocre Suicide Machine records. To be completely honest, I'd rather wait that decade and get one really, really good record where all the songs are good. It's an instant classic that I put up there with their first two albums. I would much rather have that than like four four albums that like have two or three songs on each of them that I like. You know what I mean? Like you have to wait a little longer. You don't get the instant gratification, but it's like for one, for the artist, you I you keep a better, you know, I just feel like you have a better body of work that you can look back on more fondly than just, yeah, we're just putting out shit constantly. You know, you can kind of be more proud of your work. And uh I, I care about that more. You know, I care more about uh quality than quantity when it comes to that. But, you know, any, anyways, like I was saying with MXPX, I feel like they're ones 
who could put stuff out more consistently because they'll they'll do like singles here and there and they're, they're like they're they're pretty consistent with that. They may not be putting out records, you know, full lengths like that, but they're they're doing different things all the time. That always sounds so good. Where I'm like, yeah, I, I think they have another like you know ten or eleven songs in them to throw, you know, to throw in there and just give us a damn good uh <clears throat> you know full length. But hey, un- until then, the uh, the last MXPX record was good. The uh, self title, if you never check it out, checked it out, and uh, these these two singles they've put out this year are both really good too. So uh, go check that out. But there's a little bit of music news for you for the month of July. You know, like I said, I mean, there's a shit ton going on. That's just a quick little uh, rundown. I'm I'm not the Larry King of punk news, but uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe one day I will be. But until then, that's the news you got. And I'm the host you got. And uh, this host thanks you for checking out episode 29 of the Power Chord Hour. Check back next week. We're going to have episode 30 talking to Christian Lesperance of Jersey Interchange. And, uh, you know, hit me up, powercordhour at gmail.com for a bunch of things. Like I said, if you're if you're in Europe, if you're over there and you know more about the uh, whole venue thing, hit me up and uh, I, would, I would like to know more about it. If uh, I mean, really from anywhere too, let me know how you feel about a live show in in a venue, not not outdoor so much. But I mean, you know, how how would you feel even socially distant if you could go see a show in like a dive bar or like, you know, an 800 cap room or something like would you go to that? And, uh, you know, also, if you'd like a free, we got free stickers and guitar picks. You can just hit me up at powercordhour at gmail.com. I also have those shirts and I'm giving those out if you go leave a, a review for the show on uh, Apple Podcasts and wherever else you can review it. I don't I don't even know outside of Apple. I could be talking my ass. Maybe Apple's the only one that you can rate it on. But basically what I'm saying is just rate it on whatever you listen, um, wherever you listen to this at, if you can rate it there. Send me a screenshot, and I'll send you a free Power Chord Hour shirt. And a shout-out to our listener, Grace, for getting those made for us. I mean, just, just a fan of the radio show for years now and uh, is just very cool and gets us, gets us cool things made. And I, I can't thank her enough for that. That's very rad. And yeah, and then stay connected with the show. We're at Power Chord Hour on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're on YouTube. We're on Spotify. I put up all the music I play on the radio show every week on our playlist. And yeah, check out that 200th episode. Depending on when you're listening to this, it'll be airing July 31st at 10 Eastern on 107.9 WRFA. Listen at WRFALP.com. And uh, enough plug-in. That is it. Happy end of July, happy beginning of August, happy whenever the hell you're listening to this. And uh, more importantly, most importantly, thank you for listening. And until next time, enjoy the rest of your day.